Hello again. Welcome back on this Monday night. We are here with the CEO of Be Lose Foods, talking about week eight going into week nine. Mr. Brian Lewis, how are you tonight, my friend? Fletch, an honor, truly. It is, it's been a long ride so far. I got a chance to watch a lot and listen to a lot of the pods thus far. And I've waited my turn and I'm excited to, uh, you know, shed some light on my end. So I, I appreciate you having me on. Of course, my man. I, I mean, it, this is an interesting position for myself. I haven't talked to anybody yet that I had just played in a previous week. So it matches up really nicely. I think this is the perfect time to have you on. I try to do that with all my guests. I bring them on at the perfect time and the perfect moment that it would make the most sense. And today is yours, my friend. So Give me the Brian Lewis assessment. Everything about what is it? Steve Novak fan club. Yeah. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I definitely feel for you. It was a really tough down to the wire matchup that we had. So I know it, it wouldn't be easy either way. When I was going into it, I figured it'd be tough no matter what would happen if I were to be on this pod today. So start off with that but in terms of the Steve Novak fan club we're a bunch of scrappy guys you know we're a bunch of dogs and you know just the hustle plays I've been watching a lot of film and I'm seeing these guys put in that work on the glass you know just these hustle 50 50 balls they're getting to them and that leads to me being in those 50 50 spots that are going my way so right now we're riding a pretty nice streak um, back-to-back weeks of winning by one three-pointer definitely feels great. I've been in the spot where it hasn't felt so great. And the next day I'm crying. Um, but right now we're on a good trend. We're trending upwards. Guard play is up. Um, guard play is definitely up. And, you know, my, my small guys are holding me together and that's it. My bigs are pretty, pretty solid bands, been holding me down. But other than that, definitely been liking what I'm seeing as of late. Yeah, absolutely. I think looking at your team right now, it's really interesting to see the positivity you've seen out of some of your star players. Finally, we're seeing first round, first pick Luka Doncic come out of the woodwork this week. We're seeing really good play out of Jimmy Butler and Bam, just like you said. Um, John Wall's getting minutes and he's avoiding injuries as much as he can. Kemba's finally back and playing well this week. So it's good to see the stars being productive. And we've also seen a lot of players that want their names won't jump off the paper at you, but they've been playing really well. Like talk to me about some of those guys you've got on your squad. Yeah, man, it's been really cool. Cause I definitely made a few mistakes early in the year. I'm not going to lie. Like shout out Shokan, Al Horford. I'm a fool. I definitely let the, my feelings are the best of me, not my best decision, but we bounce back guys. Like, I don't know, Kelly Olynyk, for example, a guy like Kendrick Nunn on the same Miami squad, guys like Darius Baisley, who I recently got, relatively recently at least, and uh, my guy Hamadou Diallo, you know, my guy Anthony Edwards. A lot of these guys that, you, like you said, they're not right right away. You're not thinking, wow, these guys are on my, on my team. But again, those hustle players, you know, they're young. They're young, so they're getting minutes. They're running a lot. Um, you know, one of my favorite guys, Hamadou Diallo, he has been – since I got him about a week and a half, two weeks ago, he's been a rock, an absolute rock. And whether they're doing, whether he's doing well on, you know, in assists or points or boards, 
he doesn't necessarily always have everything going at once, but he always has something cooking. And I love that all my players. Um, everyone's got something going at least at one point of the game. So they become reliant and I've been, I'd rather become reliant on them. Um, it's been awesome to see because, you know, this league's built on stars, but depth is really going to get you somewhere, especially with the short benches. You want to have some nice depth in those, you know, reduced spots. Yes, absolutely. And, and having our league become more and more competitive each week, it just really shines a light on who is making good pickups to complete that roster. And I think this week you, you did that just as you needed to. Um, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olenek, both really good players that had uh, a good amount of games for this week. I think both those guys are trending up and got a lot of minutes with the injuries. So bodes well for both of them. Hamadou Diallo got a lot more minutes this week with Shy going out and Teo Maladon going out. I mean, Hamadou Diallo was your top rebounder. I don't know if you saw that or not. He had 41 rebounds for you as a shooting guard. Like that, that's insane. And then your second guy, second highest in rebounds was Darius Baisley, someone else that you had just picked up. So um, pretty awesome to see that, like, even though you've had some struggles so far this year with injuries and making sure that these players can play, like having CJ McCollum out for so long is definitely not easy to deal with, but the, the players you've picked up have made up for it. Um, so, I mean, good on you, man. Great, great work to manage the team so far. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, injuries, um, you know, one of those things that you can only plan so much for. And then, you know, with COVID being obviously the way it is, it's tough to really manage that and, you know, really think ahead of time. So it's been – it's worked out so far. I think watching a lot of, you know, recaps and just kind of like watching the tape, as they say, has been helpful. But, you know, we'll see if my luck continues, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, man. You got a big match next week. I do. I don't want to touch on it quite yet because I want to make sure it follows the flow, but huge matchup all, all across the board this week. There's some big matchups for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you're exactly right. We'll get there. So transitioning still, we're still on your team, but we're going to transition a little bit. Who on your team are you most confident this season as like a long-term improvement? Maybe not a star, but maybe someone that you've picked up as we've gone along that you think, hey, this guy could last on my team till the end. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, there's two guys on the board that that I'm thinking about. First things first, Rui Hachimura. I did draft him, but with the Wizards starting out so funky with COVID, you know, having like seven games in the first, like, you know, let's just say month, it was really a weird, funky schedule. They haven't really gotten a real, a real rhythm at first, but now I'm starting to see some consistent growth from him. I think by the time the smoke clears, um, I think he's going to have a nice little carved out space, about 28 to 30 minutes for that Washington team. Loving to see him grow over, over this, this season. Um, and also Anthony Edwards. I think he was a guy that I didn't draft, but I picked up very early off the free agent wire. I had him for about a week, and I realized that, you know what? Didn't like the way he was fitting in with my team. Let him go. Fast forward two weeks, picked him back up. And I kept saying to people, he's going to make one team very happy. He's going to make one owner very happy. But you know what? I decided that player's going to be – that team's going to be me, and he's been consistent – up until this far since I got him, I see nothing but high expectations moving forward for Anthony Edwards, getting a lot of run on that Minnesota team, young team, very exciting to see him kind of carve out a, a duo um, with him and Malik Beasley. Really cool to see that. And while, um, you know, see Ricky Rubio get some run right now, I think once you see D'Angelo kind of come back, that three-headed monster up top, 
I'm really excited to see how that team kind of bounces forward. Yeah, I'm excited too. As with all the young players in the league that have high hopes, very, very excited to see where they all go. Anthony Edwards being one of them and has been trending upwards for you really nicely. Um, but on the flip side of that coin, what are some players on your team that you are not so high on? Maybe you're considered dropping. Maybe you want to put out there as a trade for the league. I saw you already got rid of Jeremy Lamb and rightfully so Naz Reed, but anyone else on the squad that you're looking to get yeah. rid of? So in terms of Jeremy Lamb, it was tough. I did not want to see him go. Um, it was just one of those things that I needed Patty Mills. He got me two threes and I won by, you know, three. So it's like, it, it happened, you know, it's, it's the way it drops it. Yeah. You know, the way I've been looking at it, it's, it's win now every week. There's no guarantees. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, down the line in four weeks, I'm in the playoffs. No shot. Like I have to secure a dub every week. So it sucked to see him go, but Naz Reed too, having Cat back, it sucks. He's a great player. I love him to death. LSU boy. Um, but having Cat back, not going to look good for his minutes. Probably going to average like 18 to 19. And he's not efficient enough to have that on my team. But in terms of people that I'm a little nervous about moving forward, you kind of bounce back to those Miami guys, you know, Kendrick Nunn bonafide baller he's in the game he's rocking out but with Goran Dragic kind of coming back in the next week or two um I gotta see how he's gonna carve out some minutes for himself and Olenek you know he's he's one of those guys where you know he'll have you know I want to have him be a three-point shooter and three-point threat but there now that there's kind of guys who are getting that run Kendrick Nunn you know Jimmy and all the other guys getting the ball in their hands they're not shooting a lot of threes they're not shooting a lot of threes at all as a Miami team and Olenek I'm a little nervous about him because um, he gets a lot of his points from outside. And if he's not shooting them, you know, do I need him just for the board? So those two guys are on my list in terms of I'm nervous about. Other than that, you know, people are always available for trade. It's just a matter of it's going to be worth it for me. Um, and having those injuries kind of come out once they're healthy, if they're healthy, McCollum, Aldridge, even Otto Porter, who knows who's going to be available come a couple weeks from now. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting when you brought up Kendrick Nunn because he is a player that has really gotten production from injuries and just coming off the bench and, and filling that gap. And it's interesting. We've seen that when players do come back for the heat, Kendrick Nunn, no matter how good he is, sometimes will just fall right off the map. So it's interesting to keep track of as we get further and further along into the season there's a lot of injuries to keep track of. There's a, a lot of players that are appearing on the waiver wire as a good pickup right now, but maybe not so much later. And, and using you really have to strategize and, and use players to their full value while you have them. Um, I, I think that's good to keep that in mind for both Kelly and Kendrick as we've seen the trends of those two guys. Um, Nas Reed, good move, dropping him. Carl Anthony Towns is going to take all the minutes. We saw uh, Vanderbilt, I believe, come in last night and actually get the start for the for yep. Minnesota. So I think he's a name to even look to this week as an ad. Um, transitioning that way to players on the waiver wire. Talk to me about some guys that you are eyeing this week for your squad. Yeah, man. There is a lot of chatter that – the waivers are kind of dry. And, you know, when I hear that, I just think of lack of preparation. You know, there are a lot of guys, whether it's COVID injuries or just straight up injuries or just, you know, whatever may, the case may be, there's a lot of switching up with starting lineups. And that means a lot of transitions in minutes, which means a lot of potential in just streaming, just quick little pickup, drop off, you know, type players. You know, I'm not going to give away a bunch, 
because, of course, I want to keep something to the chest. But I will say a couple of players that whether they're on my list now or in the past week and, you know, just kind of make sure people have my eye on. First things first. One of my greatest, greatest threats, I think, in my on my team is the ability to play both ends of the floor. Defense and offense are very, very important to my team in terms of efficiency. I'm not the best, but we get buckets. We play some defense with that in mind. I'm looking at a guy like a Dario Saric, who he's one of those guys that he's going to have a few steals a game, going to have a couple of assists, some boards, a couple of three kind of does a few things at once. Dario Saric coming back from injury. I like looking at him on that Phoenix Suns team. A lot of young bucks. I love that. Number two, Dario Saric, sorry to cut you off there, but to add Dario Saric, we've seen a lot of flexibility with the Phoenix lineups. We've seen Jay oh, yeah. Crowder as a starter, Jay Crowder coming off the bench. We've seen Cam Johnson as a starter. We've seen him come off the bench. You know, there could be a time this season where Dario Saric comes in and starts for the Phoenix side. Exactly. You just never know. Because because they are so young, you know, it's nice having a, a vet like Dario Saric. I think he's been in only a couple of years. He can kind of come in, have a nice presence. And again, coming back from injury, it's going to be nice to have him. Um, I'm looking also at Anthony Simons with mm. injury being a big thing. Anthony Simons, if someone's looking for a three-point threat, looking for a guy to get some minutes during this time for, you know, whether it's a quick little, again, pick up a dump off, Anthony Simons, bucket getter, he looks smooth with the ball in his hands, man. I'm watching him almost every game, so I'm watching, you know, I want to make sure I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing that uh, that Blazers team, how they work without McCollum. Um, that man is smooth. He has nice handles. He looks like a vet. He's like, I think he's a second-year guy. Love to see him. Love him, Anthony Simons. Um, now to go to a couple guys that are a little under the radar, which I don't want to mention, but I feel it's nice to have at least get the mind turning to see if he's sharing these guys, who's he have on the back burner? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So two guys I'm going to throw out there. Actually, three. Number one is Zeke and Najee yes. on the Denver Nuggets. If you want to see a guy that can just flat out shoot the basketball. This guy is lean. He's not mean because he's pretty nice, you know, pretty, pretty slim guy. Plays a little defense, but he can shoot the rock. And he, for especially for a power forward, he can step out a little bit. Nice little 16-foot jumpers. He has got it in his bag. And another guy, another young team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. with a guy that has a lot of injury. Justin Jackson has back-to-back 20-point contests shooting efficiently, getting good run, 27-plus minutes last four games. I like the way he's playing. I like that the way – when I ever just you see him play, smiles all around, love seeing that on that, uh, that young OKC team. And last but not least, a guy who has, for some reason, gone under the radar, even with injuries, again being a, part or a, a factor on this uh, Bucks team, is Bryn Forbes. Hmm. 1.8% rostered. Last five games, he's averaged about, you know, 16 points a game. I should say about 15 points a game. You know, doing a lot of great things on the offensive side. Defensively, not too much, but he shoots some threes. So I, I definitely need to look at him um, for some three-point. And that's name is uh, – his name is Bryn Forbes again on the Milwaukee Bucks. Love his, love his game. Yeah, I love those picks. So there's a few for you. Nothing yeah. too crazy. I want to give a few just, you know, just to kind of show you where my head's at and – uh Take your notes if you'd like. That goes for anybody who's listening. <laughs> I yeah, I I love those picks, man. 
I think Zeke Najee is such a good eye, such a good guy to keep an eye on this week. I mean, like last night against the Lakers, 24 minutes, but he had 16 points. He was five for seven from the field, four for five from three. He had a couple of free throws. He gets three, three rebounds and a steal. Okay. Not like jumping off the page at you, but it is good, efficient production in only 24 minutes. The reason why it's important this week is that Paul Millsap went out with an injury in the first half of the game. If Paul Millsap's injury sidelines him for the next four games this week, Najee could get a nice uptick in minutes. I know that Denver has a lot of good players and it's pretty muddy there with the amount of minutes and and usage and how the basketball gets around. But Zeke Najee is someone to keep at least keep an eye on. And if it's not this season and doesn't quite work out for your team, it's something to keep an eye on for the future. Cause I think he's a good guy. Um, another guy on Denver that I like Facundo Campazzo last night had a massive dude. Those little guys Campazzo, man, he, the body control. And I don't know if you saw that pass. It wasn't this past game. It was the game before against uh, the Lakers. I guess it was this past game. Jesus. Um, dude, his vision Hit a dude, in the, I think it hit him actually uh, in the corner. It was, you know, up top, zoomed it right past Kuzma's head, and he didn't even have a time to react. The no-look yeah. passes, the body control to get fouled. He went to the line how many times last night? You know, it's like a little 5'11 dude's getting the line seven, eight times a game. It's like, how is, you know, he good on him. You know, he's definitely someone to look for. And, again, that, you know, Gary Harris being out as well, well guard play. You know, yeah. you need some solid guard play off the bench. You know, oh, Barden hurt. You know, so it's you know not a bad a bad name as well. Definitely, yeah. a, definitely a uh, a big rotation. Yeah, Campazzo's a guy I've had my eye on ever since the draft. Um, he's a decorated guy from overseas. He's short, like you said. He's like five eleven, but he's gritty. And the stories I've heard about this guy, the dude is a killer. I, I I've. I think it was um, the Low Post podcast. I was listening to it and they were talking about Compazzo and they brought up this story where um, someone who had some stake in, in, in a EuroLeague team was playing against Compazzo's team and he knew Facundo for like, you know, years and years and they had a good relationship. But on that day where they were playing, Fock wouldn't even like look him in the eye when they walked past each other in the hallway, like this dude <laughs> has that killer instinct to him. And I'm so interested to see if he can break into this league. We've seen a lot of Euroleague guys come over. Unfortunately, they haven't really been able to make the jump as well as some college guys, but um, yeah, really like Campazzo. He had a great game last night. So I want to, you know, shine a little light on him. Oh, of course. And that, that's why I like the watch list too, is because there's people who, you know, it's not just for picking up waiver wire guys to see who's been recently picked up, like whose trade potential, like who's so many injuries have been really, like, that's why I got Jeremy Lamb. Like, I, I saw he was injured, you know, another guy's injured, Bogdanovich, just throwing it out there. I think you might've dropped him a while back when he got hurt. Um, I love the way the watch list just to have injury watches, to have, you know, all these things. So making, making sure to be very versatile um, with your watch list. You have 30, you have 30 slots, make use of it, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of my waiver list, I've realized that the guys that I, or not my waiver list, my watch list, I've realized a lot of the guys I have on there are ones that people stream week to week. And like, I'll get the notification at least once a week. Um, you know, Royce O'Neal has been dropped. Yeah, it took the word out of, 
took the name out of my mouth. The Royce O'Neal of the world. The Drew Goodens. Yeah. I love it. Do you think that should be a league rule, Bilu, that everyone has to pick up Royce O'Neal at least once before the end of the year? I hope not because I haven't picked him up yet. I don't want his ass. So <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> also, someone... another good question about the league is you brought up to me this week that, you know, and I agree, Kappa hit the nail right on the head with the Flesh and Shoe podcast name. Should we I agree. the name of this podcast? I think, I think the NBA Boys podcast is a, is a great start. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, I think a nice little rebrand, like really official change. Fletch and shoot just sounds so good. And if it does change, Kappa, wherever you might be laying your head right now, great name. Yeah. I still, I, I, I texted Fletch. I literally texted you one in the morning. I was like, dude, Fletch and shoot. That's it. It just sounds so <laughs> good. Like it just, it just woke me up from my dream. So I definitely, you know, it has to happen. So. You have my vote for that. If we're going to have a voting on anything, that's my vote for, for sure. Cool. I think if I ever changed the name to Fletch and Shoot Podcast, I'd have to shift away from just centering the podcast about this league exactly. and then expanding it to a full fantasy knowledge. It'll, but, be, a great, it'll be a great transition when the, when the time does come, but it's still in its infancy. Right. You know, it's in its infancy. We're going to see what, the direction and, you know, you have our support. So whichever direction you go, I'm sure it's going to be a wise one. Right. It's like Mark Zuckerberg in the social network. We don't know what this is yet. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> all right, my man. Well, talk to me a little bit more about maybe a player that you won't pick up this year, but you'll look to pick up next season or even the season prior. So Cole Anthony jumps off the board for me. Yeah. I think Cole Anthony, Sadiq Bay, another guy who recently got picked up who I was looking at as well two guys that I think are going to be the future of, I think they're going to be at least, you know, in, in their terms of the youngsters, I think they're going to be, you know, top 20 guys mm-hmm. in the next like, few years in terms of their class. Like right now, Cole Anthony, I don't think has enough run under him. He's been getting injured a couple of things. Like his third injury this year, he wasn't starting before they got, you know, with Markel Fultz injury gave him a chance to kind of shine through. I wouldn't touch him this year, but next year, the year after that, I think he's going to be in, you know, some of the elite company of the young of the young guns, which there are quite a few. I'm talking about the under 22s, and there's a lot of them. Um, I think Cole Anthony, Sadiq Bay, another, you know, again, Nova coached the hell up, you know, great upbringing with that. Um, and I think, you know, with the with the Pistons being such an open team, um, I think those two guys, you know, Sadiq Bay and on Orlando with Cole Anthony, those two guys are definitely down the line for me. Huge, huge pickups. And the Pistons are even more wide open now with the news coming up about Blake Griffin and the possible trade or buyout massive pickup. I think it was Kappa who took Sadiq Bay this week. I mean, yep. that I was could be your new starting power forward for the Detroit Pistons. I was between Grace and Allen, you picking him up and Sadiq Bay. I just got to get go with my heart. Cause I was looking at Sadiq Bay all after like, all, not, all, uh, all weekend. Just eyeing him because I love the way he plays, and I just I couldn't pull the trigger. So good on good on Kappa. It's kind of like a you don't know what you have until it's gone situation. Yeah. Both those times, Grayson Allen, Sadiq Bay. This weekend, bang bang, right back back to back. So it's tough, but I hope Kappa gets the most out of him. Yeah. So I think you brought up a great transition talking about this past weekend. Let's go through the matchups from this past week. Give a little bit of your thoughts, little recap of each one, starting with ours. 
You took the win, five to four, winning by one three-pointer, came right down to the line. I literally, literally watched Michael Porter Jr. miss three three-pointers and went to bed. <laughs> it definitely was a freaking nail-biter. I was on my phone even more than I already am, which is saying a lot because I'm on it a lot. Just grilling GameCast because, of course, I'm not one of my – this is the most invested I've ever been in a Memphis Grizzlies game. I swear to you, that's ever been – there's never been another time that I've, I've rooted this hard against the Grizzlies in my life. I'm not a gambler, really, so it's – you know, even in this, has become my gambling. So I feel like I could never um, – I could never do that again. But I've done it back-to-back weeks in terms of, like, the last second, like, bu- I buzzer down the wire, you know, um, just hard, hard-fought matchup. It was a great, great matchup. Um, glad I got the dub, but – you know, your team was, you made some great pickups, you know, to really kind of push me a little bit. I wouldn't have picked up Patty Mills had you not picked up Grayson Allen. Um, a lot of great back and forth. You made, you, you made all your trade, your, uh, your waiver moves, all seven of seven. So you were definitely working. So it was not an easy pickup. Um, but yeah, great, great matchup. I, I definitely was not expecting to win, especially once you saw Grayson Allen hit a couple threes. Kyle Anderson wasn't missing. He literally couldn't miss for fit, like depending on it. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had eight three-point attempts. You know, it just it was yeah. – I felt very lucky by the time I, my head hit the pillow last night, I must yeah. say. Yeah, it, it was a tough one. I, I was right there with you. <laughs> I was literally – I had the Lakers-Nuggets game on TV while I'm watching the game cast of the Grizzlies just going back and forth. Ah, unfortunately, it didn't work out for me. My team really struggled this week. Um really just not happy about it. Shy didn't play. Tail Maladon didn't play. OG and Obi. They keep wiggling the carrot that he's questionable. Questionable. Doesn't play. Marcus Smart's out for a while, but everyone's got injury problems. So I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, your team did really well this week. You were actually, I, I, instead of doing my full average of the standings and the category averages, like I always do, I thought, okay, if you look at those category averages in the standings page, they're taking into consideration your team from week one, week two, week three. Pretty much everyone's got a different team than what we have right now. So in order to make the most accurate assessment of our league is to look at the stats from right now. So instead of going the full average route from the entire season, I just wrote down who did who did what on week eight. So Bilu, your team was second in the entire league in rebounds, second in steals, fifth in three pointers made and fifth in points could be a good starting spot for you. As you get more and more players back from injury, you finally get your stars back. Maybe it's good, good categories for you to make a run. Next matchup we'll look at is Garrett takes the loser leaves town game against Haniel six, two and one incredibly efficient game from Garrett's team. But Bilu, what are your thoughts? Absolutely, dude. This is one of those matchups that I was just blown. They were going neck and neck for a while, you know, almost shooting 51% from the floor is a great sign, especially when you have, you know, these guys like LeBron taking a lot of shots, De'Aaron Fox, Beast of a player. De'Aaron Fox needs to be an all-star. And if he's not, I'm going to have to have a few phone calls because 
That man is balling out. Valachunas. Oh, my goodness. Jonas Valachunas. I think I saw his name 50 times last night when I just watched the game cast. He is all over the place. You know, Colin Sexton, young bull, love him. Jakob Pertl, huge pickup for him. You know, I, I, I have LaMarcus Aldridge out. I know what it's like. I tried picking Pirtle up myself. The Utah product, huge, huge pickup for him. You know, Malik Beasley, bucket. Beasley. You know, Malik Beastly, as I like to call him, he is an absolute bucket right now. 23 three-pointers for Malik Beasley this week. That's more oh, yeah. than Steph Curry, and Curry had a 10 three-point game. Yep. Insane numbers. And he is doing this game over game. Steph Curry had a pretty bad, you know, last game when he was I forget who they were going up against, but he had a really, really tough matchup. And yeah. he um he was stifled a little bit. He's on he's on TV and um you know didn't have it. So Malik Beasley, game over game. Joe Ingles is playing solid. Siakam doing what he's doing, of course. Kevin Herter, I had I drafted him. Um, another one of those guys I wish I could have back. He's all up, you know, with him. You know, with with the way that it's shaking out with Hunter being kind of, you know, with injuries and, you know, um, having Trey Young kind of being there with him once in a while kind of steps out. Trey Young and him are a great duo. Herder has the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, I think he's the third leading assist guy on that team. You'll get some boards. Love seeing his game. But overall, um, Garrett's team is really good. He's had a few tough matchups, but overall loving it. I think on – Hanyol's side, he might have missed a, a game or two. I think he missed early in the week this past week. He didn't start James Harden or Kyrie Irving, you know, in one of the games, and they went off, both of them. That's Tough to tough. see. You hate to see it, uh, especially so it's it's one of those bounce back, you know, it's the Monday after the Tuesday. You know, it's very, very hard always to be on it, but it's one of those situations where he might have missed it, and who knows how it would have shaken out overall. But, oh, you know, good on good on Garrett's team. And a pretty solid showing for Hanel's team as well. Yeah. If you're Garrett right now, you are not giving up on your season. I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. With the Cavs. 126 points. Yeah. No joke. When I broke down the standings of how everyone did for just the stats in week eight, Garrett's team was in the top five in six categories. Six categories. That ties Ian, and that's one less than Shokan. Ian and Shokan, like – Burn, oh, we'll, burn we'll get matchup. we'll get to them. We'll I get feel to bad them. for Ian because anything <laughs> else you would have watched. But, but Garrett's team, second in field goal percentage, third in three pointers made, fifth in rebound, fourth in assists and steals, second in points, with only his team playing thirteen, almost fourteen hundred minutes. That's another thing too. We talk about the minutes on the waiver wire all the time. Take a look into your box score. See how many minutes your team played this week. Usually, usually the teams that have the most minutes, like Shokans, who had 1,507 minutes, do the best. The teams that don't have the most minutes, like Koots' team, who got the, the JP spell cast on them, right. had 1,079. <laughs> so it, it, minutes do play a big factor here, and this is where you can really see it. But Garrett's team had 1,385 minutes, so – it's like average among the among this league in this week. So super efficient game for him. His season is not over. He's two and six. Especially when you, especially when you have a guy like LeBron James on your team, your yes. your season's never over. He has some stars on this team. I'm I excited. For him. I agree. So now the big matchup. Probably this this might be our finals preview here. John Shokan takes the win six to three 
against Ian's team. This one was a dogfight as well. I, I'm sure Shokan was lounging as he watched this. I'm sure he was looking at, you know, I'm walking into Sunday, easy money, no questions. But, you know, Ian's team put up a hell of a fight, went down to the wire. I know they're going back and forth for rebounds. They're going back and forth for blocks. Look at, you know, Shokan, you know, down by one block. You know, it could be, you know, it's a toss up, you know. The rebounds, 12 different, you know, free throw percentage is, the, you know, 84 point change. You know what I mean? Super, super close game. Only, you know, a point and change more in field goal percentage. This was a dog fight. Mason Plumlee did his damnedest to have a triple double on the day, on the day of the Sunday. That was so, so big. You know, DeMar DeRozan, you got guys like DeJounte Murray who are killing it for Ian's team. They're going to, def- like you said before, I think we have a definite preview potential preview of the finals and I'm excited for it. I think Ian's done a great job of kind of picking the right guys off the waiver wires in the right times. Juan Toscano Anderson. i saw him a couple of games ago for the first time. I'm impressed. Athletic, athletic wing, super young, super exciting to watch, especially with Steph kind of showing the ropes a little bit. Love having that. Thaddeus young, huge pickup, power forward, small forward center, versatility love to see that and you know other than that his team just star studded mm-hmm. randall like you have randall vucevic dame time was a game winner last game against the mavericks donovan mitchell like come on the list goes on and on fantastic hard-fought matchup and then you have the big bullies of, of john castaldo man he's got some players he really does al horford being one of them again i regret that one but Man, even even the youngsters, Macau Bridges, Lamelo Ball, John Morant, all three of those guys balling. Fred Van Vliet, official. Emmanuel quickly. I don't know if he's still on his team or not, but you know we know how he's going to work with D Rose kind of coming in. Who knows? It's kind of up in the air. Um, definitely a lot of guards in that New York locker room. Terry Rose, scary Terry, bucket. Clint Capella, bucket. Horford, Russ, come on. Keldon Johnson, huge pickup. The whole team, you know. He has a really, really strong star-studded team. But I will say, what are the injuries that he's had to deal with besides Ja? You know, I don't, I haven't seen too much. Russ, you know, in terms of injuries, he just kind of takes a couple of days off. You know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm hoping that his team stays healthy for his sake. But, you know, those bigs, Clint Capella, Nicola, I hope they stay up, but you never know. Um, I don't want to count anybody's championship rings quite yet, but he's definitely my favorite to win. Uh, this year so far. So that's my take on that matchup. Yeah. And we've got a long way to go. The season is definitely not over yet for anybody. Exactly. Moving forward. Tough, tough matchup here for Coots. JP gets the win six, two and one to move up to four, three and one on the season. Coots goes down to five and three. We've got a collection of five and three teams here. What happened to Coots' team? Is it just not enough minutes? That's exactly it. It's, you know, KD didn't play all his games. Mm-hmm. You know, Tristan Thompson, I don't think he really should be on a team right now. Maybe a few moves that have to be made. I do love Jalen Brunson. I love him coming off the bench in, in Dallas. Gets a lot of run. He's he's efficient. You know, Cole Anthony was out. You know, look at the guys that Mitchell Robinson out. You know, he got hurt. Yeah, he so he's a hurt, you know, he's about out six weeks, I think I saw. So he's out for a little while. Tough to see. You know, Bradley Beal, official bucket getter, of course. Sabonis, in my opinion, 
you know, MVP conversation. So we know how he is. And Torian Prince uh, might be a streamer. So overall, I think his team is definitely trending in the wrong direction. Sorry to say, Coots, but I think this spell might last a little bit longer unless you start to kind of pick it up a little bit. But I do love Tyrese Halliburton. He's definitely a young, another young guy to watch. Yeah, um, you got guys back from injury too. Drew Holiday going down, I know hurts. Yep, Robinson going down, I know really hurts. So that that's just some tough luck on his end. But um, good win for JP pulling it out again. J, JP four three and one. Yeah, Ooh, dude, the, it's that that tie. That tie. The ties are huge. Who knows? You know, it's one of those things. You're either on, you're on one of the other sides. So hopefully for him, for his sake. He's on the better side, and for our sake, hopefully it's the latter. So Yeah, because he's going to be one of the guys we're going to have to jump over if either of us want to make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, I think I actually might have lost him already. You tied him. I think I lost to him on a very close matchup. So it's, you know, it's – um, there's no guarantees. But with AD being hurt, that gives me a little bit of, um, you know, a bit of nerves for him. But overall, yeah, I think his team's solid. Kelly Oubre is really picking up his three-point shot. Yeah, finally, pivotal part of that of that Warriors team. Um, Richardson, you know, Richardson has had a couple a couple off games um, in terms of shooting efficiency, but you know, he still gets some solid numbers on uh, to fill a stat sheet. And uh, I love Brogdon, love love Brogdon. That that whole Pacers team, I'm really really falling in love with. And of course, Ben Simmons. And one of the guys that I really love to see him play is Norman Powell. He's been super effective the last two weeks especially you know he's shooting the ball well getting a shitload of run i don't know if i can say that but getting a lot of run you know 30 30 plus minutes almost four closer to 40 minutes a game than 30 the past week so norman powell if you're looking for a really really strong uh really strong two-way guy who also plays a guard in a four position maybe uh maybe start knocking on jp's door he might need some help with ad going down yeah, could be. I mean, Norman Powell was one of those guys that was on my team to start the year. I drafted him pretty late and ended up dropping him. Coming off the bench, he's just a different player than he is when he starts. And he's really made the most of OG Ananobi going down. For my team's sake, I hope OG Ananobi comes back. So until that point, Norman, expect Norman Powell to be more of the same here as we get in week nine. Um, next matchup we'll touch base on. Shio Coots Inc. John and Mark take a win over the Hebrew Hammer. Benny, is this a two-game losing streak? Uh-oh. That's tough. That's Uh-oh. Tough. The Hammer might not be as uh might not be as strong as we thought, but truth be told, gotta be honest, Fletch. John and Mark had a major comeback on Sunday. They are, you know, the bank is open on Sundays for them. Mm-hmm. They had a great time. I'm sure they might have been maybe, you know, they alluded to it before. They weren't popping champagne at three and oh, but after a win like that, champagne might have had to be cracked a little bit because <laughs> they were down seven to two, I believe, starting the starting the day. You know, they want they went back and forth on a couple matchups with the field goal percentage. And, you know, they ended up getting getting the win and that those steals really close again, you know, but I think overall. Really impressed with Shokan or Shokan Shokuts Inc. and their ability to change up their lineup and you know fill in those holes. Jared Allen, I'm so glad they've kept him because it was a, you know there was a time where he might have been up for debate to have a nice little move around you know at, come that trade with with the uh, with with the Cavaliers. 
there was a time where Jared Allen might've been up in the air, but he's become solidified, I think. And I think from the conversation they've had is going to be their center moving forward. So super excited for them to have that CP point. God love him. Jamal Murray, you know, who we're getting with Jamal Murray. Well, Sunday, they got Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, the one that is going to get them to a potential championship. And, um, you know, they have those guys like Vic, Victor Oladipo's injured. And of course, what can you say else about Giannis? You know, big time buckets, huge defensively and great field goal percentage. You know, it's really, really helpful for a team like that when, you know, they're hovering around that five, you know, that 500 in terms of their field goal percentage. So, you know, love their team, Jordan Clarkson, another guy that I think was a huge pickup for them on the waivers. And, yeah, you know, early absolutely. Yeah, they came back. Steven Adams had a big game yesterday. So having him kind of come in, solidify those rebounds, you know, really kind of, you know, because they won by 40 rebounds, but they had a huge rebounding day yesterday. So that was a super, super big uh, transition for them. Super excited for them. But to flip flop over to the Hebrew hammer, some injuries, of course, you know, you don't love to see it. Carl Anthony Towns kind of comes in. I believe it was midweek, so he wasn't necessarily um, starting at the beginning of the week. D'Lo, you know, hurt, um, but he made some good moves. You know, I think having Michael Carter, Michael Carter Williams, kind of bringing him on board, great pickup for him. Um, D book, you know, hasn't been had to be the same D book we've seen before. With the with the Phoenix team being the way they are, where Chris Paul's taking that leverage and becoming their solidified point guard who has the ball in their hands and take the pressure off D book. He's become less of a scorer and more of a winner, and that Phoenix team is thriving. So I think down the line, this this if you have some Phoenix players, you know, definitely, definitely rest assured. And you know, when you have guys like Jeremy Grant, Gary Trent, who's filling the, you know, they're filling it up. Gary Trent, I had him as well, three-point sniper, and he's playing out of his mind right now. Mellow, great pickup. Father is Frank Kaminsky, you know, he has to win next game because you can't just pick up Frank and not win. He's um definitely a winner in my book. So overall. I think he'll be in a better spot next week. Definitely has some players who are going to be coming back from injury. So we'll see. Um, but Benny, if you're listening, I wish you all the luck, my friend. You're going to need it. <laughs> and to back up a little bit of what you said from the numbers side of the standings this week, John and Mark's team played an extremely efficient game. You know, when I touched on and I said, usually the team that has the most minutes wins out of the five or six matchups we had this week, this was the one game that broke that rule. John and Mark's team only had about 1,100 minutes when Benny's was in the 1,400s. So insane. Pretty that's wild. A, a team that's a massive. 300 less minutes getting the dub here. Um, for Benny's team, what, what jumps out in my mind is the Andre Drummond. What is going to happen here with the, with the news that came out today of, hey, they're not going to play Andre until they get a trade settled, possible talks of him going to Toronto. Bilu, what do we think here, man? What is the fantasy value of Drummond? And what's the value of maybe, okay, if Drummond leaves, we know Jared Allen's going to skyrocket. But if he does go to Toronto, how does that affect guys like even Pascal Siaka? Luckily, so uh, there's a lot to unpack, of course. So I'll start with what it means for Benny. If I'm owning Andre Drummond, because the deadline is not too far away, I'm holding him. But if the right offer comes along and you have a guy who can play now, since, again, there's no guarantees in terms of playoff spots. 
especially when everyone's five and three, four and four, three and four and one, perhaps for other people, you know, you're hovering around these, these teams that, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So I personally, I'm a big fan of while he still has some trade value, get rid of him potentially. Um, but depending again, who knows, maybe in a week they get a, they get an offer and all of a sudden bang, he's on the Raptors and he's putting up 20 and 20 again. Right. You know, you just get off based on like putbacks and stuff. So, but you know, for me, I'm a win now guy. I might, if I was him, trade him off, but you know, don't force anything that you don't have to force. Um, I think he'd be a great, I wish he can go to Brooklyn. Honestly, I think he'd fit in well. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to operate. Um, he gets a ton of offensive rebounds. He'd be a, a force for a team like that. Um, so we'll see. I, I really think that a lot of teams I could use someone like him. He is super uncoordinated. I, it's hard for me to watch sometimes his games just because he does put up a lot of, you know, when he's playing a lot of minutes, he puts up a lot of great numbers, but it's just so hard to watch sometimes because of these turnovers that he has and, you know, fumbling over the ball. It's just hard to watch, but I think he could definitely do some damage um, for a team that needs him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to touch on a little bit of what you said about the trade deadline, just as a reminder for everyone in this league, we do have a trade deadline this year and it is coming up next month. It is March 22nd. We're still a solid four weeks away from that point. However, keep that date in mind because Noted. it will come sooner than you think. And I think that there will be potentially, there could be a lot of moves that could be made in, in this league. There's a lot of teams right now at that five and three bubble that just want a little bit more of an edge to take on Shokan. And there's a lot of guys like like or somebody or somebody else who knows or somebody else or it could be me and you we can yeah, make a move. It's so hey, listen. I I just don't I don't want this to be a red carpet for Shokan. You know, I don't want him to feel like it's his comfort right now. He doesn't have the luxury of just feeling like this. But you know, I want him to be on his toes still because you know there are some there are some great teams and hopefully now with this next matchup we're gonna get to him. My sleeper pick to. Uh, actually uh, overthrow our young John Shokan. So do you want to kind of go to the next matchup to go off of that? You read my mind, my friend. The last matchup from this past week, Blake Griffin, Nick Coppa's team, takes a 5-4 to four victory. One steal separated the two teams over Joe Ingles Pringles. Coppa's team still playing well. I'm playing him this week. Gotta be honest, very, very nervous. His team is solid. I love the way his team is playing. And let me just <laughs> Joe, I am so sorry, my friend. I am so so sorry. This this league has really just pile drived you right to the ground again. Back to back weeks losing by one point in one category. It is not a feeling you want to feel often. Joe, I'm so sorry. It's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. But he's been playing some great, you know, great lineups, picking up a lot of great players. He's not going out without a fight. 53% from the field, you know, 327 rebounds. He had to lead the league in rebounds. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's just going one of the, one way or the other. So it's tough. But um, love his team. Love this pickup of Jay Sean Tate. I think he's sick, especially again Houston whether it's injuries or just constantly changing out the team, you know, there's nothing solid out there except my boy, John wall. Um, and the fact that Pete and the fact that uh, Tucker will sit in the corner and just shoot threes and miss. That's the only solid thing they have out there. Chris Stapp's coming back. Love him. Um, I think hero with his injuries have kind of been in and out. 
once he becomes solidified as I'm, I'm healthy hundred percent, I'm coming in, I'm getting my 30 minutes a game. Once he's back in that, in that hero is going to be a major uptick for him. Aiden Bridges, beast, Kyle Kuzma, major pickup. He's been playing super well recently and um, MVP candidate and You really can't go wrong. You know, it's, it just stinks that it's just Joe getting punched back and forth. It just sucks. You know, it's someone's got to do it. You know, not everyone can win every year. Um, Joe's always in it and he's still in it. You know, it's anyone's game still. It just, it stinks to have these back-to-back stingers like this. Um, and to go into it, Nick Kappa, he is definitely someone in my mind that I think his team has been so good in and out weekly there's been no real down ticks. You know, it's, it's really been impressive to watch his team. And, you know, when you have the, when you have two of the top guards in the league and Steph and Zach Levine hoisting threes, putting up 40 point games, playing ridiculously. It's just, it's fun to see their guard plays insane assists throughout the wazoo. Three pointers were incredible this past week. Efficiency has been up. It's just, you know, it's, it, you know, Coppa's team is just really playing well. They're super, super balanced, you know, Again, of course, their, their guards are definitely, you know, their strong suit, but Boogie, huge minutes. Zubak, major key. I think someone, I don't know if someone drafted him earlier, but he definitely has been in conversation. Deanna Jordan getting big minutes. You know, his big guys definitely are on the, on the back burner, but overall efficiency has been very, very balanced. I'm very impressed with him. And B.I. has been, and been B.I. And, you know, he he definitely has some players that could go toe to toe with some other top teams in the league. I'm excited for him as well. Yeah, I'm as well. Kappa and Joe have both been guys that have seen success in this league. They make good pickups week after week. I want to shout out Joe for picking up maximum Derek White. Derek White had a massive, massive game last night. Four steals out of a guard and four three pointers to add to that too. He's a guy that started out the year injured. He was on my team. I shouldn't have dropped him, but my team has been plagued with injuries. So somebody had to go Derek white, 25 points last night. Awesome. Awesome pickup for him. If Joe just keeps making good pickups, he can improve his team really, really quickly. And Kappa too. Kappa makes really good ones. Sadiq Bay, I mentioned earlier, he has Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin could potentially be replaced as the starting power forward by Sadiq Bey. I think it just goes hand in hand and Kappa really showing that he knows what he's doing. Um, both those guys had good, efficient weeks. Joe was in the top five and three categories. Nick was the top five and four. And they were both first in two categories. So they do things particularly well based on their team's build. Now, Bilu, that's all the matchups for the week. I'm going to leave you with one last question. You've had to grind for a few years in this league. I think the first year we started it, we were a points league and your team played really well. Last year was a grind. This year has also been a grind. Talk to me about something that you've learned more this year versus the others. Yeah, I think this year has definitely been a little bit of a change of pace because in years past, just dealing with COVID has been a huge, a huge change in and of itself mm-hmm. and constantly being up to date on new matchups and roster changes and, you know, rotational you know differences, whatever it may be, you know, game to game. I think what separates this year is not just the injuries and the changing of rotations, but just the sheer talent in the league is so vast. And you have players who you've never even heard of putting up 25 and eight 
any given night. And it's just been so exciting to have these like streaming options. Even in a 12-man league, you can pick up some solid, solid players just on the waiver wire. So it's become, you know, a shot in the dark. What used to be a shot in the dark is now like I actually have a good amount of players that I can rely on, you know, on the waiver wire. So I, I think this year it's just kind of choosing, you know, picking your poison. While in years past, there was definitely a, 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 a definitive lot of good players that are fantasy worthy. Hmm. That's interesting. And it's very true. I mean, this year we've really seen the depth more than any other year. Players are out with COVID protocols. It's, it's a mixed bag on who you're going to see from some teams every single night. We saw Scott Brooks throw in Mo Wagner last night for the start. And so everyone that owns Alex Len is thinking, what? <laughs> so exactly. You never know. Right. And, and it shows, I think this, this year has just shown who pays attention, who does not. And, and I'm glad to say that the, the entire league does pay attention. And, and I'm really glad that we've gotten to this point in the league and we brought the competitive level up and it just overall has brought value so that, Hey, maybe next year we move away from ESPN or maybe next year we up the bid a little bit and the winners make a little bit more money. What are your thoughts on either one of those avenues? I personally, oh, ESPN for me, I'm super content with. I know there's other leagues that are definitely different. For me, ESPN's like my home. I definitely use it for a lot of different leagues in general. Um, I feel comfortable with it. So if it does change, you know, if everyone likes to do it, I'm super down. I'm not like I'm married to the idea, but overall, I love ESPN. In terms of moving up the money, I'm down. I think we put in a lot of time. Um, I think being such a, a, a league where it is so competitive, I think the payoff could be even more. I think we pay 30 bucks a person this year, which is nothing. Yeah, you know, not nothing. Of course, it's not nothing, but I think 50 bucks is definitely standard for a lot of leagues. And the extra 20 bucks per team definitely sweetens the pot a little bit. You know, extra couple hundred bucks. So I think that's something to look into for sure. And that's that's where my head's at on that. Yeah, I think those will be a, a couple of votes that we'll have to have in the offseason. But B Lou. It has been a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you always listening and uh, texting me updates, not only this week, but every other week. So, um, you know, really looking forward to seeing how your team does the rest of the year. Likewise, my boy. I appreciate it. And one last thing, do not sleep on this team. I know Shokan is sitting somewhere loving life. I know freaking Kappa heard me say a few things. I know Shokuts Inc. are thinking in their heads, what's our next double dual mastermind plan? Do not sleep on Steve Novak's fan club. We're a very, very wiry bunch. We're strong and we're ready. So I'm excited for the next pod, my guy. I'm pumped to see how your team does as well. And uh, best luck to everybody this upcoming week. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Best of luck, everyone. Have a great night. Enjoy your week.